0: I'm Chris Cohen, and this is Bands to Fans, interviews with professional musicians. For this episode, I spoke with Michael Bram, drummer for The Weight Band, and Jason Moraz. We discussed the different approaches he has for those two artists, what he learned from studying the work of Levon Helm, and what influenced his singing style. This episode is brought to you by us. Because of the internet, every musician is now also a media company. Your media company needs a professional writer, editor, interviewer, biographer. Hire bands to fans to tell your story. You can find us online at bandstofans.com. And now, here is the interview with Michael Bram. How did you come to become a member of the Weight Band? Uh
1: the the Weight Band I I got involved with um as many other things how it normally goes is through a mutual friend uh recommended me to to Jim um, my friend Cindy Cashdollar who's a long time Woodstock native and fellow musician had heard that uh our, our friend Randy Cirlante was um was retiring, and she mentioned to Jim that maybe Jim should give me a call, see if I was available, and give me a shot at the audition. Mm. And that's basically how it happened. Um, my own personal history, though, is uh, you know I'm a longtime fan of the bands, and 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 Lee Von Helm was always a hero of mine. So when I got the when I got the call to audition, it just really it was super exciting for me, and it really made sense you know it's already music that I've always
0: loved so yeah was it
1: and that that's, that's how I got involved
0: was it uh i mean you know cuz it, is it was it especially nervous when you step into the you know the, the the drum throne so to speak of of a major influence of a hero like that
1: uh certainly uh more like an ap- approach with caution kind of thing <laughs> you know i know i know how it is uh it's like holy ground i i i always feel like playing this music or trying to interpret this music is like is you're you're treading on holy ground so you have to you know treat it with respect um reverence and, um, and like I said before, Levon is, you know, at the, at the top of my list of heroes. So I always feel like, you know, some of my, some of my playing or or, or his playing comes through in my playing, uh, I, I think, where you know, I've always tried to make that happen. So, um, so I would say I was just approaching, uh, still approaching this music with caution, knowing that, you know. Knowing that it's holy ground, yeah, I hope I'm doing a good job.
0: And then you know, I'm also curious because you know you've you've uh, been the drummer for Jason Mraz for for quite a while now, and I'm curious how do you, how would you describe your playing style? How does it differ from playing with Jason Mraz to playing with the Weight Band?
1: In interesting, um, I would say, I think with the Weight Band. Maybe it has a little more edge to it, um, and certainly I'm trying to reflect a little more Levon style in, in within the wave band. Um, mm-hmm. And there are times with, in, in Jason's band where there's an opportunity to try to like, um, uh, you know, add, add a little more uh, roots rock and roll and kind of Levon, add some Levon-esque stuff to a couple of songs there's some opportunities to mm. do that there but um but there is a difference maybe sometimes in like the tuning the way I may tune the drums a slightly different like for the um for the weight band I like to tune them really low and really kind of deaden the drums mm. and for the Jason thing I st- I still go for like a lower tuning but maybe try to have a little more resonance to to mm-hmm. the drums if that makes sense. Yeah. Um and I this this time around with the last tour I did for Jason I used clear uh, a certain kind of clear heads on the toms mm-hmm. and that added a little more a little more attack to to, to the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but for more of like a roots darker tone I like to use coated heads which mm-hmm. I use with the weight. So maybe that's like you know, maybe that's one thing of difference between the two groups. Um, also, I guess it's more of like a more of like a lighter singer songwriter pop kind of deal with with, with Jason. So the drumming right. has to kind of reflect reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less, you know, uh, there's less guitar solos, say, in Jason's music. Mm-hmm. And so like when the guitar solos are going in the, in the weight band music and, and, and our music in the, in the band's music, it's like I have to raise the energy on the drums to reflect what's happening in the in guitar solo. So, you know, that, that sort of thing happens more often in the weight band than it does in Jason's music. Mm-hmm. You
2: know? Yeah.
1: Also, it, it, like, like, like I said before, there's some, there's, some opportunities in a couple of songs with Jason, where we I, I, I get to like Levon and to add get to add some Levon esque stuff, and it has more of a Americana like uh, rockin' vibe, you know. Yeah, but it's just less of it, less of it in, in, in Jason's music, I would say.
0: Right, although you know, I uh, you know, listening to the music of of, of both, it seems one commonality is. Um, you know, there isn't a lot of of busyness. There isn't a lot of of overplaying and notes per second kind of vibe. You know,
1: absolutely. Both things are like have a laid back um, acoustic thing, if if you will. I mean, even though the band, the the weight band and the band uh, is like an electric thing they owe a lot of a lot to uh, like acoustic influences so you know i still consider the the weight band to be kind of like an acoustic it's certainly influenced by acoustic music yeah and uh, and J- and jason is you know uh, largely just plays acoustic guitar with, within a band so his his music is very acoustic and kind of folk based in a sense so there is like a a, a commonality, a sim- similarity in,
0: in in that sense there. So, right, right. And then you know you talk about bringing the Levon influence sometimes into the Jason Moraz scene. I'm curious, has your work with Jason ever influenced how you approach something with the weight band? Maybe not necessarily with covering those classic band songs but maybe with some of the newer tunes you guys have created.
1: Hm. Um, well, I don't know if it's if it's from from playing with Jason or have you know an influence in, from that direction, but um I think in 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 both in both bands, you know, maybe especially with with Jason's thing it's like Playing drums behind a singer, you have to kind of you know lay down a groove, stay out of the way, and play something that's true to the song right right that's what the that's what the singer or songwriter wants yeah, and I think you know Levon was very much that kind of drummer, and so the drums on the classic band songs are are uh they serve the song <laughs> very much, so yeah so yeah. You know, I, I I think that's maybe the, the same uh, the same approach to the to the newer songs comes from that direction. And I mean, as a chip, we're trying to um, you know trying to carry on a tradition of of playing and and working together the way the, the band did as best we can, and using the same sort of instrumentation and, and sound mm-hmm. and approach to the, approach to the song. So you know like i said it's i think playing a drumming style that is uh that serves the song the most and that's that's what i that's what i try to do with both both uh both acts
0: right right no that makes that makes total sense and you know it's it's you're an interesting guy to watch in concert cuz you have physically the way you approach the drums is different from anyone else i've ever seen um, you know, for instance, from my vantage point, like I was able to see your left foot, which work in the hi hat, and I've never seen someone whose foot moves around so it, so much it, to the point where it was perpendicular with the pedal at times. And yeah, I guess
1: a, my foot is sort of askew from from the pedal. Um. I guess uh, as long as I, as long as I get the sound I want, I'm not really thinking about where I where I put my foot like cleanly and evenly. But um, but all yeah, right, so that's one of my unique things.
0: <laughs> right, right. But I mean, and and the fascinating thing about it is is you know there is a consistency to you know the hi hat when you have that going, which is funny because. You know, your placement isn't consistent, but the sound is consistent, which which I think is quite fascinating. Um, Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, even with, you know, your your hands and and your arms and, you know, um, you know, it it seemed like for the most part you go for a a match grip holding of the stick. But you're your pivot points will like shift from your wrist to your elbow to your shoulder. Um, and I'm wondering how did you, you know, how did this particular style come about? Uh,
1: I don't think I really think about it. Mm.
0: Um, Um,
1: perhaps, I mean, maybe, maybe from watching some of my favorite favorite drummers i mean levon has an interesting physical style behind the drums i don't think i necessarily look like him while i'm playing but i Mm -hmm. think there's like a some sort of strange similarity um in physicality and uh you know i think i really love the drumming of art blakey um and again same kind of thing i'm not sure there's a you know the sameness in, in physicality, but maybe uh, he had, like, a uniqueness. So maybe drawing from guys that have that kind of thing, that that could be my only ex- explanation. And, and, you know, my other thing is I just don't really think about it. That's sort of what's, what's happening <laughs> hmm. naturally, I think.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, because, like, you can tell... Like you see drummers, and you're like, okay, obviously this guy spent some time like doing marching band in college, kind of thing. Just the way his posture is, and and the way he holds the stick and everything, and that, that kind of stuff. And so you can see early influences on on how someone, even a rock drummer, will will play. Um, and you know, so it was fascinating to see just the way you kind of move and and almost dance around the kit um and how you do it you know it just, well, that's it,
1: cool man thank you
0: yeah um and as a result it seems like you know you're you're very into every song um you know because uh, sometimes you can see guys that just kind of phone it in and they're just all right i'm on time and blah 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 um but and and that's the you know one of my things is some, I is, I feel like sometimes people forget that the drums is an actual instrument you know it's it's and some people think of it just there as a creative metronome but you know so I like when you know it seems like what's cool about what you do is you you know look at it as an instrument instrument and and this dance that you have with this instrument.
1: Thank you very much. I I I, lo- I love that. That's that's a great uh, great description and great. Compliment. Um, you know the 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 drums are like um, yeah, they are very much like the timekeeper. You know something yeah. steady to be on uh, beneath or. Uh, 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 under un, underneath the music I don't know why I'd say underneath but uh, maybe because the, I, think the, I think the drums the nature of the drums or the way I like to approach it is that they're like a, su- a supportive instrument to the rest of the of of the music you know the drums mm-hmm. have the power to like lift the thing you know d- dynamically like it, it can lift it or bring it back down you know but yeah uh, you know, you have to be like in tune with the, with the music, with the song, with the other musician, like with the, guitar, with the guitar solo, say, you know, it seems like a very simple thing to bring like just bringing the ride cymbal over to the hi-hat at the end of the guitar solo. You know, mm-hmm. but you have to like you have to know when it's going to happen. Be in tune with the guy, um, with, with whoever's playing guitar. And, and in this instance, like say, you know, I would be on a uh, be following Jim. Yeah. On his on, on his guitar solo, like he, he would have a um, you know a dynamic arc to what what he's playing from the beginning of the solo to the end. It should have some sort of crescendo or climax, and then come back down to wherever the the next verse or chorus is going to come to, you know, and you sort of have to refl- I like to reflect that on the, on the drums, give him a little support underneath and bring the song back around and down. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that, that drumming like that really helps to shape the music in a sort of, um, I don't know, maybe subconscious way. Like uh, people know what's happening, but they don't really know how. Kind of thing, you know. Hmm. I feel like people uh, people understand it sonically, but they might not, you know, they might not understand that like it was a it wasn't just a guitar solo ending. It was the 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 drums or the the drums and the bass kind of bringing it down dynamic,
0: you know. Right, right, uh, yeah.
1: Like, like switch switching from. Switching from one symbol to the other and and changing the dynamic at the right at the right moment gives it a certain lift or a drop in the in the right place mm-hmm. and uh like i said people people hear it and understand it but but uh don't necessarily know that that's what happened i think that's uh I think that's really cool and that's that's something I really try to do musically.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 noticing the natural flow, the the rises and falls of it all, and and uh, uh, well, for lack of a better term, going with the flow. And yeah, and I am wondering, you know, just because you know you are also a singer, if that has if being a singer has influenced your drumming style, and you know, your listening for these elements. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And it has to. It has to have because you know. In, in a sense, when I if, if I'm singing lead, I'm accompanying myself. You know. Yeah. And that's it. You know. I I kind of um, being a drummer, and then there's you know there's times when I when I lead my own band and I'm out in front playing harmonica or guitar and and singing and I and I hire hire a friend of mine to play the drums, and you know. Um, I know what I want to hear <laughs> when I'm up. In, I know, I know what I want to hear when I'm in front. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Right.
1: That, like when I'm back there, when I'm back behind the drums, I, I, I hope, I feel like I know what uh, a front man wants to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, I don't know. Did I lose direction? What was the question? <laughs>
0: No, I I, know that 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 makes total sense. You know, it's it's uh, you know, I I, it seems like you're saying, you know, since you do sing lead, you know, that that, you know, that gives you some extra insight on that lead singer's perspective. And okay, coming from a lead singer's perspective, where do I want these drums placed and, you know, when do I want them to uh, step up and when do I want them to hang back?
1: Right being a singer has absolutely influenced my uh, my drumming
0: style behind
1: mm. behind singers absolutely
0: 100%. And speaking of it you know you're singing you have this you know uh uh for a young guy you have an old soul kind of voice um where did your singing style come from
1: Oh man I appreciate the the old soul compliment. It's uh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my singing style. I mean, I don't know, man. I try to do a lot of the things like uh, just try to keep it as natural a- a- as possible.
2: Mm-hmm. And I started
1: singing, you know, just kind of like in in the shower as a kid, and realized, oh, I I <clears throat> I I think I have I might have a good voice. Like I sing in in key and then you know i started doing things in school and you know teachers would tell me that i had a good voice you should join the chorus or whatever and then um you know the, the way my voice is today i would say my my singing style just comes from the 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 records that i listen to from you know a million different influences from from like jerry garcia to to leave on to, you mm-hmm. know, maybe some, uh, you know, I, I love Ray Charles, not like I sing like anything like Ray Charles, but you know, he, he's certainly someone to try to emulate or uh, aspire to sing. Like, um, you know, singers like Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters, blue singers, uh, little Walter and Sunny boy Williamson. That's music that I really, really love. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I'm highly influenced by, um, you know, so the the blues guys, and and then you know, Levon has always been a huge influence vocally as well, um, and you know, I just always loved loved his the way he kind of straddled genres. You know, he's a rock and roll singer, but he was also like you know, also like a blues singer or like a country singer or like a, you know, um, you know, he had this very uh, like Gulf Coast kind of Louisiana thing going on, Right. you know, he's from, he was from Arkansas, but he had this, you know, he had this sort of gumbo of everything you couldn't really, um. You couldn't really call him one thing or or another, and, and that's something I really admire and um and, and and I'm influenced by, you know, those kind of musicians. I, I really, I really love, and they're they're the most influential to me. The ones that are are blues, they are country, they are rock and roll. They're all that. You know?
0: mm. Hmm. Yeah. They can't necessarily. That, be... uh,
1: that, 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 that... Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say that they they can't be pigeonholed.
1: Right, but I think you know the bluesy Americana country thing. Listening to those records and as as much as I have, that's basically influenced my my voice, my phrasing, my style of singing. I, you know, mm-hmm. I and think that's where where any of that comes from. It's all influences.
0: And did you always have this deep growl going on? I mean, even you know when you were coming out of school.
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a couple of different ways that I, that, that I sing. I mean, maybe when I'm singing with the weight, it's very much like, you know, Americana, blues, country, Um, um you know, some, uh, I, I think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but there's times when I like to sing, you know, I sing maybe like a sweeter kind of music. Like I like to sing James Taylor songs. Mm-hmm. I like to sing you know super mellow country songs uh i like to i like to sing uh you know i, like, I play a, a ni- nylon acoustic string uh, acoustic uh nylon sorry acoustic nylon string guitar and uh you know i sing i guess I because of that style i just sing a little bit differently I sing a little softer
0: yeah um, yeah but and- uh well, that also makes me wonder about you know specifically on on this new album, uh, the song, the Bob Dylan song, "The Day of the Locust," that you take lead on. You know, it's because yes. you know you're you, you're you're you know low and with with a lot of gravity at points, but then other points it really it really soars, and you know it has it it shows off a cool range as far as that goes.
1: Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was, I was just singing it, uh, to pretty, pretty close to how, how Bob Dylan sang and phrased it, I think, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you could, you could tell it, you know, my voice just sounds like me, right? But, uh, but I didn't try to steer too far away from how Bob, uh, Bob Dylan sang it. Um, he's, uh, I, I talk about him all the time. He's, one of my favorite singers, and I, I I I think he gets underrated and and disliked by a lot of people for the wrong reason. Maybe they mm. they, they just don't hear it, they don't understand Bob Dylan, but but he's one of the greatest singers.
0: <laughs> well, what and, what uh, what do you think people miss about him when it comes to his singing?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe they just don't give it the time to to listen to really hear it. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to get people to stop for a second and to listen to the right the right stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they only heard you know one thing, and that's all they that's all they can hear. And um, I I don't know what it might be
0: yeah and no i i I see what you mean i mean because you know there's uh, times you know i think and i think that's the case with a lot of artists you know i mean you know i've run into people where it's like um they're like oh yeah i listened to this you know x song by you know such and such a band and you know they're just not for me and you know like i think oh that really shouldn't have been your entry point this song over here should have been your entry point
1: totally Dylan is a, a very much an artist like that. I think the Grateful Dead, who are my number one favorite of all time, mm. uh, they're very much like that. You know, people sometimes hate on the Grateful Dead, and, and I just, you know, I, I get it. I guess they're an acquired taste, but I just wonder what. What exactly did they hear? Because the Grateful Dead is kind of a wide... They're a genre into, their, uh, uh, into themselves. They're like such a wide history, and they change stylistically, you know, depending on the the era.
0: Right. Well, in, th- in that case, to me, I don't know. To me, it's always been that people make the mistake, in that case, of... <sighs> When they think of the Grateful Dead, they think of dead heads. And, you know, you really... I know that the two are linked, but they're really quite different. And, um, you know, they start... They see, you know, people flail dancing and all this kind of stuff. And I think that's that's the wrong entry point for a lot of people into that band. Like... um, You know, I knew people who were into that. And and again, it it didn't pull me in. And then uh, what did it for me was I read, you know, some of these Robert Hunter lyrics um, Uh. just on the page. And I'm like, wow. You know, I read uh, stuff like Box of Rain and Ripple and, and things. And I'm like, wow, these are great lyrics. And then that was my entry point into go checking out things like American Beauty and like, oh, okay. Now I get it.
1: Cool, yeah, that's cool. Excellent. Yeah, those th- those records definitely are a good way to access the music of the dead for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know, just you, you have to sometimes I think with that band get people away from the scene that it was. Um, sure, you know, and almost uh, um, be sneaky with it, you know, and like. Put on some Grateful Dead without them knowing it's the Grateful Dead. And then they're like, oh, wow, who is this? You know? And then, then I think, you know, you learn to appreciate the musicianship going on.
1: Yeah, maybe so. But I, I, I love them. I love them very much.
0: (laughs) And, um,. And then I'm curious, I was, you know, because obviously, you know, just it, it, you've, you mentioned he was an influence. And then also, you know, I'm sure you did maybe even a little extra studying for the weight band gig. I'm curious um, what, you know, what you've you've gotten or, or found out or discovered about Lee Von helm that maybe, you know, other people haven't picked up on yet.
1: Um, maybe, you know, some of the, um, some, uh, about maybe some of his influences,
2: okay. you know,
1: he has obviously his own, his own style, but it came, it also came from other, from other influences. So, you know, watching and listening to, you know, Sun Records and, you know, the Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee Lewis, the drummers I mm-hmm. played with. With those guys, um, I think the guy's name is D. Al Fontana
2: mm.
1: was a uh, was an influence, and um, Earl Earl Palmer, I believe, mm-hmm. was the uh, the um, yeah. great great drummer from New Orleans, Louisiana, mm-hmm. on a lot of those records. And that was another one of his uh, Levon's big influences. So, uh, and also say um, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Was it Spectre? Beck Curtis, the um, hmm. drummer that was on the Sonny Boy Williamson, King Biscuit uh, radio stuff. Oh, okay. So listening to listening to that music, uh, you know, kind of got me in uh, a little more inside of Levon's style. Hmm. Again, that's music that I already loved and listened to already. You know, music from New Orleans and, and Sonny Boy Williamson and. And, and all the Sun Records stuff. So, yeah, but you yeah, know, maybe like hearing that 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 was his biggest influence is Maybe I dived uh, dove dove in a little more to listening to that myself.
0: Hmm. Okay. And you know, one thing I didn't notice about uh, Levon's setup, but I noticed when I saw you guys play live, is the use of two ride cymbals with your kit. And you would say, "Well, yeah, that's, he, he, that's the way Levon he definitely,
1: had it." Yes, yes, sir, absolutely. He used in the normal like crash, crash cymbal position, right between the uh, snare drum and the, and the first tom-tom. Yeah. Um, I, I, he used, I guess, it was like a crash ride because okay. a lot of times people keep time and, and ride on the bell or ride on that ride cymbal, right, right there. And then switch over to the normal ride uh, position all the, all the way by the floor tom. Um, so I just, you know, for authenticity's sake, I, I uh, you know, I decided to do some of that for the weight. Um, also, you know, I did notice sometimes, like, uh, uh, when I was studying jazz, jazz drumming in, in college, that, like, I would go to see some drummers, and they would do that they would change ride symbols just to have a different sonic thing Hmm. you know like like i was saying from from soloist to soloist they would go from you know if the saxophone solo was going to switch over to the trumpet solo say or piano solo that the drummer might switch over to a different ride symbol
0: Hmm. you know
1: and change the sonic thing underneath
0: okay No, it's interesting, and it's and it seems rare that you you see a kit, you know, even with ones that are just loaded up with symbols, you know, crashes, trashes, splash symbols, all this and the other. There's usually just one ride, and so you know, it's it's when when it comes to that particular expanding of the color palette, usually that's not the symbol that they look to. Uh, uh, expand with, so I thought it was really interesting to see, you know, it's like, oh, wow, he's got two, and he's he's legitimately bouncing back and forth between the two.
1: Well awesome. Cool, thanks. Yeah, normally uh, for... I guess for Jason's gig, say, for the Mraz gig, I use a regular crash cymbal where I use the crash ride
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the weight. And I have one main ride symbol that i use and then i use a flat thin jazz ride with with rivets and i use that as kind of like a it's like an auxiliary ride but for the most part for like 90% of the gig i use just one regular ride symbol so i guess in in, in that respect you're right I, uh for the weight band i use i guess more of like that that like jazz jazz approach where I have two different symbols and I can kind of change the change the tone, I guess, yeah.
0: from,
1: from section to section.
0: Right, right. And then with with the way band, you know, you're talking about differences, you know, it seems like the the extra challenges would be the fact that everyone in that band is a singer. I mean it it, it also gives you a an advantage but it's also a challenge and that okay wait who's taking lead on this one and then also the fact that you guys all take turns doing solos um and you know i'm curious how you get to a point where it's so smooth that you know you know who's taking a solo when and when they're about done and 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 transitioning from one person to another
1: hmm um, I think for the for the most part, I think some of that stuff is is basically like arranged. you know we know that certain sections heres where the guitar solo's gonna be um like say rag, mama rag, for instance, we know that we we know where the where the mandolin solo is gonna be, we know where the accordion solo is gonna be, yeah. We know where the piano solo is gonna be um we don't necessarily know what anybody's gonna play. But mm-hmm. it's also like on 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 Rag Mama Rag, for instance. It's a it's a set amount of time. Like we know how long the solos are going to be, so it's easy to just you know, like I said, do a little fill over to the next symbol to mm-hmm. like lead into the next solo. Say, no okay. um, But on, on another song like like uh, like Life Is a Carnival, say um, the the first guitar solo has a specific amount of of bars. I think it's 16 bars. It's an mm. even amount. It's the same way every time. Um the second guitar solo though is you know it's a, it's an un, it, we don't know how long it's going to go. Jim kind of goes takes us on a journey and <laughs> plays plays up a storm up. We never know how, how long it's going to go, but you can, if you're listening, like, you know, you know, when you, when you're playing this music, you should like be, be, uh, you know, in, in the moment, right. In, mm-hmm. involved in what everybody's playing. And so I can hear when he's going to lead down to, to the ending, you know, okay. aside from, uh, you know, aside from visual symbols, like, you know, you know, turning around and looking at me and you know, <laughs> giving me a nod, Yeah. you know, but there's like ways to, you can also hear where, where it's going to go. So it's just like paying attention and being, being, uh, being in the moment and being focused.
0: That's the show. Thank you for listening. You can find more interviews at bands to com. Our theme music was created by iSourceMusic.com. And please check out our other podcasts, Connect to Fans, where I interview insightful and creative business people. A healthy dose of ER. Two longtime friends talk through episodes and basically revel in the fact that their favorite show is finally available for binging. Love you to death. Four hometown friends dish on all things past, present, and future.